Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, vegan kings and queens, and everything in between. Can you believe it? We've got this great theme song. I always get people telling me we got a great theme song. Sky, you have the best theme song in the vegan verse. And I'm like, well, there's a very special individual who made me this theme song. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Yeah. Fuck themselves. This is a shadow. This is a shadow for this is a channel for. 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 I'm shaking my vegan egg, and it's it's marvelous. You know what? Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. It's a beautiful day in the afternoon, you know, here in sunshiny California. And it's something like 1 a.m. in England. But the maker of our incredible theme song has agreed to come on and just talk about some vegan shit. And I'm really excited about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm really excited about it. I'm sure you've heard all the news that happened today. I don't really want to go over the news. I, I, I watched all the streams you guys did. Um, my biggest thing, my 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 biggest thing in the news right now is that I keep on having carnies send me shit about about Beyond Meat being down 30%. Beyond Meat's prices and everything's down 30%. 30% on, on Beyond Meat, everything, it's, it's over. It's over for you vegans. Beyond Meat, if you don't have Beyond Meat, what are you vegans even gonna eat? You know what I mean? If 30% of people aren't gonna be, and it's so stupid, Tyson just released their statements, 16% drop. 16% for Tyson is like 25 times what what's going on with Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat 30% versus Tyson 16%. I'm saying people are gonna are, are off chickens. They don't wanna eat chickens anymore. That's what's really going on. It's not that people don't wanna, people aren't going vegan anymore. It's just there's more, there's more competition for Beyond. It makes perfect sense, you know what I'm saying? So all the time, every single day, someone's sending me this shit about Beyond Meat. I had an old college friend that I haven't spoken to in weeks. He sent me an he sent me a, a text message today. Dude, have you heard about this? I'm like, bro, go vegan. Maybe we can get these prices back. <laughs> I also had this theory that maybe if Beyond Meat had embraced vegans from the very beginning, they wouldn't be in this problem. Maybe if they hadn't hired Kim Kardashian to be their spokesperson, or maybe if they hadn't uh, tried to be like, oh, well, we're not really vegan, we just uh, sell vegan meat, but go ahead and put gorgonzola cheese on your burgers. Maybe if they hadn't done that shit, maybe if they had a little integrity, maybe, maybe they would have been, maybe, maybe vegans, there's gotta be rich vegans out there, might have bailed them out, you never know. You never know. Maybe maybe uh, James Cameron might have come to the rescue, just dropped a billion, just dropped a billion right in their laps. You never know what would have happened if you stuck to your guns. This goes to show I'd rather be a, I'd rather lose 30% and have my integrity left than, than team up with Kim Kardashian and be 30% down. Oh yeah, let's give Kim Kardashian some money and still end up a failure. Yeah, no thanks. 
Integrity, that's the word, said Justin Viola. Exactly percent, exactly right. <laughs> Integrity, you either have it or you don't. I'm buying 30% more beyond me, so other people not buying it doesn't. There you go. Every time someone tells you they're gonna spell a, they're gonna they're gonna eat a steak and can't spell steak, because that happens a lot to me. I always have a carnies that can't spell the word steak, but they're telling me that they're gonna eat double the steaks. I'll just say that. Well, I'm gonna eat double the beyond me. What do you think about that? Derp 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 derp. Guys, um, <laughs> it's storming in in uh, in Oklahoma. I heard Oklahoma is okay though. That's what they say in Oklahoma, right? And Karina V, thank you for being our um, our moderator today, keeping those carnies at bay. Um, you know, it's it's really hot here. I know we're talking about the weather, and um, I know you've heard that in Hawaii, the weather took a turn for the worst and um, burnt a lot of people up. They're saying they're finding remains of people just falling apart in their arms when they find the remains of people. And it's interesting that the language around, of course, and we're not counting any of the animals that were that that died in 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 Lahaina in Maui um during this horrible holocaust and uh, I think that's kind of unfortunate because I think it's a good opportunity to talk about the biodiversity that is um kind of really important to Hawaii I think that um it's kind of scary how many animals probably met their end wild animals especially um died in Hawaii no one's talking about that but it's interesting the vocabulary that we're using about dead bodies right and and corpses and we're talking about them as the remains and as the deceased and those types of things. And I wonder how come we don't do that with animals? You know, a lot of times lately we've been talking a lot about um, lifting vegan logic's magic feather or um, or Sophia Esperanza's magic feather. And I think about like if I came across a, a, the, a magic feather in the forest, I would say, okay, well, this is the remains of somebody and I wouldn't pick it up and use it because it's not mine to use. It's somebody's remains. And I think about that when I'm when I'm hearing all this stuff going about in Hawaii, the the language around what's happening, I think is just profoundly interesting, and the search and rescue they're they're really not they're really not doing this now. It's a recovery mission. They're not really rescuing anybody anymore, but they're saying scores more will be discovered deceased, and uh, they can't even they can't even tell who's who. Um, because of what's gone down and they are running the risk that a lot of rich people might come in and just buy the land up very quickly uh, so that the people who are who have survived won't even be able to live in the place that they called home because of the fire and because of how expensive it is to live in Hawaii so the people who were born and raised there might not be able to live there anymore because of what's gone down um, it's it's a, it's a bit it's a bit horrific and I don't know it, it just got me thinking about vegan shit, vegan vocabulary stuff. But uh, enough about that. That's all that's, that's all that's interesting in the news to me, except for the Donald Trump stuff. And who wants to talk about Donald Trump, right? Today, I've got Scott Milligan on. I actually edited a bunch of stuff with Scott in it on the Sunday school today. So I was kind of going over our last conversation, which was back in February of this year. So I'm excited to bring him back. He's been vegan. I think at the time he said he was vegan for like, I want to say seven months. So it's been, he's been vegan for a while now. And I kind of, I can't wait to follow up with him and find out what's going on. He was the genius behind the incredible theme song for the Vegan Of Course uh, show that you heard in the beginning. And here we go. His name 
is Scott Milligan, and here he is. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fabulous. Capital. Capital. <laughs> Capital. You get yeah. very British whenever I speak to you. Uh, well, <laughs> I never do that. I never start aping American accents and going, "Hey, how you doing? You gay guy? How's it going?" I is that the American that. accent? <laughs> that's the that's the go-to American accent. What the fuck? What the fuck are you all about? Yeah, I guess it's because <laughs> I am a bit of a parrot, and also, you know, you almost for a while there in my life, there were some years where almost all of my friends were British. That when I moved back to the United States. Um, people thought I had an accent and they're like, wait, you're not from here. I'm like, I am. I'm, I'm from here. I'm from California. And they're like, no, you're not. Um, so Didn't I, Woody Allen do a film. Was it called Ziggy? Zelig. Zelig. That's it. Yes. Amazing film. Zelig is. Film. Okay. So, you know, I do a word of the day and I, th I want to say probably like, I've been doing word of the day in my life for probably 20 years. And I always try to do just get a word of the day. Zelig was one of the words of the day. And I was like, I never heard of that movie before. And mm. they're like, Zelig is somebody who's like a chameleon who can take over the attributes of someone they're just standing near. Yeah. I had no, he had no choice over it at all. He just melded into them. In fact, yeah. I think at one point he actually turns into a, an orthodox Jew at one point, physically as well as. <laughs> yeah, he becomes yeah. just like them, right? He, uh, <laughs> my favorite scene is when he's like, he's just Woody Allen, and he gets onto the elevator with like a bunch of basketball players, <laughs> and the elevator opens, and he's tall, and he's. I think he's even in blackface. I think they they Probably. back then it was a little bit Probably. different, but yeah. yeah, they could get or away he, with it. Then. He's Scottish. And he's all, all of a sudden grows a big red beard <laughs> and, and he plays the bagpipes all of a sudden. <laughs> Amazing. I haven't thought about that film in a long time. I'm guessing most people haven't. I No, I, I'm, probably not. I'm a student of, um, of old comedy, though. I'm, like, I'm the person who's going to send you a gif of Groucho Marx. Okay. Like, this is my favorite scene. <laughs> okay yeah do that do that you, you don't send me enough of those sort of things you carry I'll on you, i'll send you more gifts of um thank you of groucho yeah gifts of love i sent one to kirsten maryland today about groucho that's why i said that because i i i don't know i i'm i'm just a, i i do that and most people are like who's who the hell's groucho i it started out with um blazing saddles ah <sighs> yeah because you know the scene in blazing saddles where he's like these are the people of the new West. This is the clay of the American West, you know, morons. <laughs> 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 this is your salt of the earth, you know, morons. And, uh, she was talking about carnies and how, how they're, how they like can't stop saying stupid shit about veganism. And mm. so, yeah, there's definitely parallels there for sure. Indeed. So you've been vegan for how long now, dude, you've been, you've been at it. Um, I think it'll be two years in November. Two years in November. Okay. Mm. Not bad. So, um, not bad. Not, not good, but not bad. Well, you know what? 50. Every day, every day that goes by is but Buster Keaton. There we go. Buster Keaton's always good. Um, I always want to say like every time, every day that you go, that goes by, it's, it's, it's a day that you're not murdering anybody. So I think that's a True. good, a good thing, you know? Um, but last time I was editing videos with you today and I, I remember I hadn't, I didn't remember this conversation until today, um, about your cat 
and mm. you were having issues whether or not you could because at the this time last time we had a, a conversation on the air you were mixing vegan cat food into your cat's food you had even tried some yourself I did, yeah 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 it's really nice it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's here yeah. actually he's, he's having a nap down here. she's having a nap a cat nap one might say yes how how is she doing with the um well um he is he. um yeah cella to cella um he's he's doing all right he's he he disappeared i we thought he'd lost him a um a few days ago because he disappeared for for a spell we went my wife and i went away for a couple of days and he tends to get get the huff um and disappears as well so but he came back and he's had a mangled paw and that kind of stuff so he's been oh he's gosh. on medication and he had to wear another one of those cones oh, the, cones, bit, the cone is, of shame he looked like the king of england um um <laughs> but uh yeah yeah no he's okay he's I, I what i love is giving him um uh like corn sausages or um not he doesn't like soya milk but he quite likes uh, oat milk and okay. he just laps it up and i'm just like there you go you see he and he's like I, he likes like, the the corn stuff over here i mean i know you have corn over there as well but i'm not sure what variance is and stuff but he really loves like corn ham and um mm -hmm. all that malarkey corn, yeah he's in he's into it he's into it he's not the first batch of of uh, food i got he was really and i knew from personal experience it's really tasteless so yeah. um we found we found better brands since then but so now now the cat's vegan yeah, I mean, it, and the more I've read about it as well, it's like that. That that's that's fine. They 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 yeah. don't you know they don't have to eat. No, you know what they've been eating. So he's no, right, he's I mean, they can't. They they, they don't need to eat tuna. Mm. Like a, a house cat cannot eat it. In the wild, cannot catch a tuna. I like to think no, of it no. that way. Like, if yeah, I yeah, couldn't true. Actually, get it. Like I could feasibly <laughs> grow tomatoes. <laughs> yes. No. Now that I find out you're six foot five, yeah, you could grow sunflowers you're, you're giant <laughs> you're huge i can't believe I that grow, i could grow corn i could just eat corn off you could of, off from of, the top yeah, yeah you the just top, nibble away like a giraffe like a, giraffe. Like a big daft californian giraffe that's me um i, I could do that <laughs> i could do that i I've, i could just tear it right off where well all the other people have already gone they exactly. haven't gotten to the top and i can get no, the, the just push them down yeah <laughs> Get away from my corn, Connie. This is why. This is why. This is why tall people. This is why tall people are are admired worldwide, because we can reach the top corn. Exactly. We'll never go hungry. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know what. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But yeah, no, he's here. He's a, he's asleep because it's like you say, it's one o'clock in the morning. So, he, I'm surprised he hasn't just walked off. But anyway. He hasn't walked off the um... offset. Well, because you know it's it's he should, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. What am I doing up? You know. True, talking to some daft Californian. Um, the other thing that <laughs> you were also um, you, you were saying that you were worried about alcohol back then, um, about seven months ago, and you mm. were like worried about whether or not what you drink is vegan and stuff. Have you have you how have you navigated that? Um, well, I've, I found that, um, Guinness is vegan. So I it just drink, no. I just drink Guinness. Perfect. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? <laughs> what is Scott's social? Scott is a kitten pyramid. If you don't know about kitten pyramid, they're the amazing, uh, group who made the, um, my awesome soundtrack, my awesome, um, Theme song. Yep. And I'll have you know, Scott was the one who put in the Carnies and Go Fuck Themselves thing. Everyone thinks it's me. But it was <laughs> they... 
<laughs> well, it was inspired by you because I think at the time you were particularly ragey about um, carnies. And I'm I still think there was, there was an interview with you uh, or a conversation that you, myself, and Grumpy Vegan Grandad, and you effed and jeffed really and jeff. pro- prolifically. Prolifically. Yeah. Prolifically. I'm a prolific. Um, so I thought, right, yeah, vegans can go fuck themselves, I think was, a, was your line. So I Carnies can that. go fuck themselves. What did I say? You said vegans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, carnies can love, go fuck themselves. I love carnies. Well, vegans can sorry. go fuck themselves as well. <laughs> From time to time, themselves? some of them can. Some of them can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I type. I think I type the um, uh, carnies can go fuck themselves in Google, and then the the woman spoke. Uh, the the AI woman spoke, and then I recorded that on my phone, and then put it on, and then. Put oh, some, that's not, that's not you talking. That's an AI talking. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Even better. Mm, yeah. So that's cool. I like it. Is that you singing? Um, this is a channel for vegan. Oh yeah, yeah. I was channeling my my darkness um, <laughs> vocals. <laughs> I was aping darkness, aping um, uh, Queen, aping I, you know somebody else probably aping all of the all of the the genius of the huge past. amounts I, of aping. Yeah, huge amounts of vaping. <laughs> <laughs> Are you idea. still vaping? Yeah, I am. I am, but I, I admitted to today that I'm going to get uh, hypnotherapy to stop it because I think I'm more addicted to these than I was of cigarettes back in the day. So, than if there's any other former cigarette smokers out there. I feel like with cigarettes, you have to like, it's really easy to quit smoking because, to me, because mm-hmm. like I was never like an inside the house smoker. It's always like you got to go outside. You got to go away from everybody. Everyone's mad at you. But vaping, I see people are just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. No one says anything. Mm, they, well, I don't know. About over here, they're, they're, they're pretty, get, get pretty narky about it. Oh, really? Mm. Cloud chasing, like says Vegan Han. A lot of people are into it, man. I don't know. I'm just not a, I'm not a fan. Um, I was I like, really if I'm going to vape now. <laughs> Now you want to vape. You gotta get some therapy for it. You trick. It's my fault, clearly. So did you? um, (laughs) So with Kitten Pyramid, what's been going on with that? With your musical project? Oh, loads of exciting things. Um, I'm so excited all the time. It's it's um, it's it's pretty pretty um, hard at the moment Um, because the I've got finally got a band together um, after not having one for about a decade. So that's really exciting. So I've got a new drummer. Um, and a bass player who plays double bass and um, he plays like the contrabass the upright bass yeah yeah and then i've got my original guitarist and another guitarist and 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 there's and i've got this guy that's going to get me a choir as well um and i've got a a 25 piece um horn section on the holy shit on the the hook so it's starting to get outrageous i'm starting to think you're pulling my are you joshing me no 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 not at all no 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 i wouldn't dream of it no it's um it's it's my always been my dream to have a huge band. I feel like Paul um, McCartney and Yellow Submarine. I guess so. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Paul McCartney. I can tell you something about him in a bit. But um, that yeah, so that's that's exciting news is because Kitten Pyramid was a big, full, big rock prog rock band um, mm-hmm. in 2013, and so I've finally got them back in in uh, and I'm rehearsing my my first big. Re- we're calling it the full trousers rehearsal. We're 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 basically to to be clear to them each member of the band the size of the rehearsal because sometimes they can only have two and sometimes you know. so full yeah. trousers is all the band 
and then if it's just like 25 a horn section yeah yeah and then if it, well that yeah actually the full trousers is just the rock band and then okay. if it's if it's the, we haven't thought of a name for the choir and the horns yet what trousers they would be but then the smallest setup of just like myself and the bass player we're called daisy dukes so we kind daisy of go we're, we're basing the size of bands by by undergarments that would make sense Go mm, corduroy makes a lot might be mm. yeah, yeah. Cordu corduroy uh, dungarees dungarees dan 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 mm. you know gas yeah. gas mm. we buy brands so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so that's one exciting thing that's happening um and then that is um, exciting so is, you have but you have an album in the can or what's the deal like um, yeah it's 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 i don't know what what the, the term is to be just before the can so it's it's very close um it's we're just mixing and stuff at the moment but yeah it's pretty much done yeah it's called you Jedda. guys are doing the pee pee dance in front of the bathroom waiting in line to put it in the can yeah exactly that's it. i couldn't have put it any better myself well the can i did the double entendre with the can but that that's I like it got it i got it so you did like you so you were you were you've been writing this whole time you've been editing yep. you've been singing and you've been recording pieces and now it's yep. almost so you're at the level to produce what's the what's what's the concept of this album because i know that you do like big concepts for each album right yeah yeah well i'd i'd, I'd done an awful lot um with the film and the album with kiddo and i had an awful lot of vegetarianism vegan environmental health I'd had I needed to to walk away from that from a musical context for for this next one, mm. um, just to have a bit of a breather. And um, yeah, so racism is the is the is the broad theme of of this one. That's a big topic, man. It is a big topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see, we'll see how I get on with that. But what happened was my myself and the producer Nick Bryan um, uh, discovered that we'd be, both been to school um more or less within a mile of each other in saudi arabia at the same time in the in the early 1980s and we didn't know for about a year after we'd met each other that we knew exact streets and places we used to go to like for example there was a supermarket that we used to both go to um yeah. that had like sold lions um for example like, um they sold lions they sold lions yeah like li oh, like we, lion flesh or like what do you mean they sold no lions? no actual lions in cages i remember walking down um this aisle which had got canned goods and stuff down it and i heard a lion roar well i heard a roar i mean i didn't know it was in a lion straight away but i heard a roar and thought that's <laughs> no, you weird you just hear a roar a that's disembodied definitely... roar and you're like what kind of animal must that be <laughs> it's definitely a lion and um <laughs> possibly <laughs> like bringing and, up baby <laughs> yeah and um I, I kind of peered around the corner and there was a, a big heavy barred cage at the end of it um and there was two arab guys with a stick prodding it and it was like really pissing off that it was a lioness actually it wasn't a male lion um uh, like so an things... adult male adult adult female lion in the supermarket mm -hmm. so you could buy it if you wanted to so you could buy some lettuce um and some comic books and a lion a lioness, who's, a lioness. Been, who's been who's been freshly prodded indeed how, how would how how do they like, do they offer delivery? <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I, yeah, I, yeah, we'll pack this up. We'll have it out to your place in no time. <laughs> we'll just like, FedEx it for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, a delivery a truck out back? Needs a signature. Yeah, well, um, lots of weird things that I'd, I'd seen as a kid, I'd kind of um, kept to myself because, you you know, 
it's weird things you can't there's certain things you can't share with other people because they can't either relate or they think it's weird sure especially Um, stuff abroad Uh, yeah i mean yeah yeah, i get that yeah you know yeah exactly um like so uh nick nick went there's a place that we used to go to um to go scuba diving called the 29 palms and nick went there with his family as well it was so bizarre because like it was 1982 i think it was yeah um and we were both like we didn't know that like years later we'd meet each other and write music together it's so it's so fucking bizarre i can't tell you it's met it is and um his mom rescued a, a princess from drowning off just off the reef um and um as a reward the the, the prince um gave them like a palace to live in and, and a driver and a car and stuff for as long <laughs> as they liked while they were there because they weren't That's on holiday I rescued a princess. You know what? I got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. nothing. I got a T-shirt that said I rescued a princess, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. That's what I got. <laughs> well, as, you know, it was the 80s. It was different then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I rescued a Mexican princess. It's different. Oh, okay. Oh, you have to tell me about that another time. Then. <laughs> she lives with me. Her name's Karina. <laughs> but, um, so we decided we would write an album together about um our time there and and the stories that you know i had my first kiss with a girl called maria feek in the swimming pool which is i still remember like it was yesterday but just so everyone's caught up like i know why you're in saudi arabia why were you in saudi arabia in the first place because you were in international school and yeah 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 well so i was only like um 11 and sorry not even that i was 10 and nick was nine i think or or eight we're around that sort of period um and both of our dads were working over there we just managed to get jobs over there so we just lived for you know a couple of years going to school there and that the the reason and the 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 broad theme of the um is, is racism because both he and i hadn't at that age really experienced um racism firsthand and we'd lived in quite you know isolated rural english kind of lives and hadn't really come across it so we had this extended period where um we were at school with every nationality you can think of and every and there was like probably one or two children from every country you can imagine in this mm. continental school as they call them um so the, there was no room for racism because you nobody could be there was, <laughs> everybody was a minority you know absolutely um, whenever you're a foreigner <laughs> whenever you're a foreigner in a foreign land you stop looking at each other like Like I lived in Germany and I had friends who were like Iraqi and Kuwaiti and we didn't look at each other as Iraqi and Kuwaiti really. We just looked at each other as fellow foreigners. Exactly. Um, Yeah, Italians, Norwegians. We all we all Finnish. A lot of Finns. And we just didn't all. We all just were not German. I guess is how we would describe ourselves. We were Auslander. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. And um, it was only when we came back. Nick lived in Wales, and I lived in the middle of England. It was only when we got back that we actually kind of experienced um, racism for the first time, and it just seemed completely absurd and abstract. And and and, and well, it is. So um, yeah. we felt that maybe we could thread the stories that we'd had shared um, whilst we were over there, and also tie that in with because the the basically as children. Um, all we were really thinking about was like Michael Jackson's album, Beat It, um, and E.T., and, mm. and you know, chasing lizards, you know, around the around the compound sort of thing. That, that was all we gave a fuck about, you know? We didn't, right. you know, you, you're not from here, and therefore, blah, blah, blah. Because so, none of you are from there, because you're in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think it's, it's still, it's still a, I, you know, I thought when um, I came up with the kiddo concept that maybe talking about 
veganism and and animal rights was maybe a, a, a tired old trope and 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 maybe you know it, it but it's so alive and obviously vibrant and 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 uh, topical now um and i think uh, i believe you know people probably don't talk about uh, the differences that we 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 share with each other and well i say differences actually we are all essentially you know ostensibly the same i mean there were the things like i used to i had like dinner with a brazilian family and I'd, i've never experienced so much noise and chaos in a dinner in my life <laughs> um but that was like i really liked it you know and, mm -hmm. and and i thought it was thrilling so i think it's really interesting just to get you know uh, yeah, the perspectives something of about when you're young too you feel like oh this is different rather than mm. oh this is different you know what i mean yeah no i've always had a really open mind so i'm, I'm up for anything really always have been so i just travel love to travel travel might have done that you know yeah maybe maybe well my mum was polish anyway so i was already had a um i was always kind of half and half anyway if, if you want to call it that without mm. being obviously half and half if that makes any sense so yeah like a hidden you know, minority you're you're passing. yeah i guess so. yeah. yeah 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 so yeah. I, I, th and I think that's also um i used to see people comment about my mom's accent you know you know where are you from and you know all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um when when we came back to england and, and i was like oh that's a bit mean and and um people would talk about the you know the bloody poles nicking all our jobs and i'm like well i'm actually half polish you know Ooh. so <laughs> and so and my mom is full polish and, and yeah and, and i think I, I just think it's one of those things that's just really daft and and it's, it's something worth talking about and um it's just it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter it, at all it's weird that it, it it doesn't matter and yet it has such a profound effect on all of our lives like you are at some level always the beneficiary of and also a critic of racism and i i think that that's such i think it puts us in an interesting position as vegans because where i might have been the beneficiary of animal slavery and animal exploitation that doesn't mean that i'm for it you know like i am right. staunchly against those things i think about that as an american or as a brit there mm. are people carrying out horrible atrocities in our names but i'm against it even if it might benefit yeah. me i'm against it on principle yeah. and i think with racism you have something similar where yeah I'm, i mean my family wasn't here during my family was not in america during uh institutional slavery but human slavery but um it's undeniable that i'm the beneficiary of slavery Un undeniable sure. that I'm the beneficiary of racism because I was born this color instead of that color. Right. So it's like these things don't matter and yet they totally do. And that's mm. a fucked up poetic thing, isn't it? I mean, I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. how it would be inspirational for you. Mm. Um, and so you and Nick wrote the, wrote the album together? We did. We did. Nick had got like a, a handful of um, kind of loops and ideas and stuff. And we just sat in his studio in Wales and just had a huge amount of mushrooms and just saw what happened really and that and that was the first time i'd really because people always said to me when they listened to my albums like guys you bet you take a few drugs don't you and i was like mm. i actually don't um i really don't <laughs> i really haven't time. so well i just thought for this one um I, I dabbled a little bit with it on the on the koozie album um but i thought i'd really go for it this time um because they're vegetarian you know they're, they're vegan aren't they i guess 
Yeah. Um, and and I, I found them incredibly inspirational. And I was really, I don't know, I, I should probably talk to you about whether it's okay to talk about this. But I think it's, it, it's um, and probably won't go into my, my press release about the album. But it, it's, it's one of those things where it did really um, help open up um, the pause, you know, when it came to being a creative writer. And um, I think it kind of the, the idea of the subconscious kicking in and trying to, trying to catch that in a net in, in certain ways, um, it just didn't, you didn't need to. It was just there. You were kind of in your subconscious, which was really exciting. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jess and Jess, our friend, Jess McKay, uh, who's doing Kindness Town that you've, that you've also, I want to ask you about that too. Mm. But, um, he actually went vegan because of us because of mushrooms because he was really mm-hmm, he was tripping he would he had already been thinking about stuff like that in his life but he had a vision and he was just like nope never again this is it i'm done never ever again and so mm, i mean when you hear stuff like that you have yeah i mean i really want to read that michael pollan book about psychedelics but my my experience with them are so is so limited that i um I don't know. I always, I'm always enamored of people who tell me, you know, regale me with tales of their experiences on psychedelics and all these incredible, you know, insights that they've gained through them. I just, my um, experience with them is waking up in the in a gutter in Amsterdam with the police prodding me. So it's not like a <laughs> right. That's pretty never, not a great experience. I, I think I've never the thing had about, like an amazing great experience with them. I'm but sorry. Just, I'm sorry. I've had so many as well. I, I feel I feel bad for you. But the thing about it is, is I've only I think done you've been smarter about it. That's I think <laughs> you've been smarter. Like I I I was always drunk and high on other stuff, and right. then decided, and that was always a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you're if I you're gonna, gonna go on a trip, it. plan it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did. I mean, we just locked ourselves yeah. in a studio for a week, a long weekend, um, and just saw saw what happened. Um, and, but and what's yeah. the name of what's the name of the album? Um, very creatively, it's called Jeddah because that's where the, we were. <laughs> Jeddah. Well, because because like you, kiddo and 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 koozie and Jeddah seem to they all seem to kind of lock together quite nicely, really. And Jeddah's uh, a fairly big city in it's like mm. an industrial it's like an industrial city in Saudi Arabia is that right? It is yeah yeah it's I I mean I wouldn't probably recognize it if I went back now. Uh, we do want to go back to um to play there and to uh, maybe collaborate with some musicians as well. Um but we're going to try and do some of that more over here. Um mm. um with with other um other nationalities and and you know hopefully we can find some some arabic um artists to work with as well but ultimately we'd love to gig over there as well because now you, you can now back in the day you had to work there to to live there um still today they just, have all sorts of i mean I you can go as a tourist to, now right yes yeah you couldn't live there without being you'd without have to having work. a right sure and i have friends that because in hospitality, a lot of us and a lot of people who have my background end up in places like Dubai yeah. um, and and other, not to paint them all with the same brush, but they all have some similarities and they, they, um, they all have kind of big tourist centers as well. And um, everybody, they have to get a license to get alcohol. They have a license to drink alcohol. There's certain things you have to do. And only if you work there are you allowed to get those licenses. It's, it's a very... Um, 
Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't know how much has changed. I know women can drive now, which they couldn't when I was there. Yes, um, I, but I, I haven't done huge amounts of research into the state of play now in Jeddah because I'm really focusing on the 1980s yeah. <laughs> Jeddah with when me and Nick were, were kind of banning around playing our little Nintendos and stuff. So, um, what it's I think that's going to be the exciting thing, and it always is the exciting thing of if you do have a theme for a project is that the exploration that you can then you know dive into um around it and have conversations with people and collaborate with people and all that kind of stuff that's part of the joy of making something really rather than just going i'm going to write an an album with 12 songs that you know yeah (laughs) and move on to the next one you know um i always wanted it to and you know uh integrate it with film and video and 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 all that kind of stuff as well and i miss that about album art and album like the art of the album i should say and i miss that so much i think there's there are only a few artists still doing it that way where they're like conceiving it of an album and there's an arc to that album and you you sit down and listen to and experience it with the artist in a way um Mm. there's there aren't many left doing it because it's all about singles and 15 second TikTok. yeah it does seem it does seem to be that way. Uh, I know a lot of um, musicians that I work with now. They're going, "No, oh, you don't. Albums are gone now. Just do, just do singles. Just do singles. Do an EP at best, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I want, I want somebody to go through a journey." And that sounds really pretentious, probably, but go through a journey that Look, that's longer than than one song, really. Always talk that shit. And then people said jazz was dead, and then Amy Winehouse came out, and all of a sudden mm. jazz is the coolest new thing. It's a pop sensation. Everyone is already now. Everyone blurs the lines between jazz and pop again. That that right. happens where people like, oh, novels are dead. Novels are dead, and mm. it's just tweets now. It's just no one, <laughs> you know, like it's tweets yeah, no, now. Sky. Right. Yeah, I think I think it's. I th- mm. Novels are dead until they're not. Albums are dead until they're not. And you can always, you know, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, like Eminem still puts out albums. He doesn't like really put out singles. He still conceives of an album, puts out an album and they, and they do well. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing about you know never being monetarily rewarded for for the work that I do is that I can do what I like really, um, and that's that's just the the way it is really. And and I think that's it's quite liberating as well. Mm. Mm. So are you the type of person that is always because it always seems like you've got so many cr- like creative outlets and projects that you're working on are you thinking about the next one because i don't want because i i want to know what's going on with kiddo is that still an evolving project are you leaving that behind until jet is done are you thinking about the next step with what what your next big adventure is oh you keep breaking up am i breaking up with you as well or is no. it me? Well, I can't tell because I talk so much. It's hard to tell. But I think that <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that I'm 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 solid. Uh, Are you okay? But let me let me. Uh, no, oh, it that looks be... good now. We're good. Okay, we're good. Well, I mean, we're on the other sides yeah. of the planet. We're gonna have these issues from time to time. I mean, I talked to someone in Australia for a couple weeks ago and had some issues too. Oh, now you are broke breaking up. All right, so am I still on? Is Scott frozen for anybody else, or am I frozen for you? How You're back about now. 
Yeah, great. Thank you. I've gone to tethering instead. Um, oh, yeah. He froze for a moment. So, I was like, I don't know who's frozen for a while. <laughs> and and uh, Nilf says everyone's perfect. Okay, so let me rephrase. Are you always looking? Because you always seem like you have a million outlets that are you're going, you're running at all of these amazing projects. Are you thinking about the next project right now? Are you? Are you? Or are you just like, nope, this is well, it. I'm not even thinking about the next step. No, no. I, I always, um, I've always got two or three albums up in front really um <laughs> and i just have to prioritize i think the thing was because because kiddo was so intense like i said um i did didn't want to do another album that was about um veganism or animal rights for this one i just wanted to have a bit of a um a break. sure that makes sense yeah um, you don't have to, but whole life doesn't but, have to be vegan you have to be me well i i i i, I because the thing was when kiddo was because it's a short film the temptation yeah. was to turn it into either a feature or a series. So I wrote the series because I thought that was the, probably the best thing to do. Um, and I'm very happy with it, but I didn't show it anyone because I just felt like it was too obvious a thing to do. Um, so <laughs> I've, it's, too I'm, obvious. I'm, it's too obvious, really. Um, so, yeah, I've got this thing called Frank, which is a, about a scarecrow. So it's basically taking kiddo um seeing kiddo from a different perspective from a scarecrow and and i want to i want to engage with children rather than adults i'm so fucked off and pissed off with banging the drum at um old people mm. um just saying all the predictable stuff that they say we've always um, been doing and, this god put and the not, animals and on not, it. Yeah. And not not listening not changing mm-hmm. um and i just feel like with children or young people it's going to be a lot easier faster um and so because the thing is i i just i want to be as effective as i possibly can about this sure. the subject and i did feel as if i was banging my head against a brick wall after after kiddo Mm-hmm. Um, even though Kiddo's doing well and it's 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 being picked up by loads of film festivals and you know it's I was gonna it's doing ask great. you how Kiddo's yeah, so it's doing Kiddo... great, it's doing great. It's it's actually snowballing now with the festivals because the festival seasons are starting to kick in. Um yeah. which is which is really cool. Um That's great that but, recognition yeah. is always, you know, welcome to any artist, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's getting the message out there, which is which is cool. Um but yeah, no, the, the Frank is about a scarecrow that observes the family and the animals and his friends with the animals um and it's about his journey um engaging with them but i want it to be a children's story children's book um okay. m- and maybe a musical i've written the first track for it which is called frank <laughs> um yeah. and um i think that's where i'm heading i think i'm gonna go for like a, a musical that, that that young people can go and see that can press the buttons faster and and they can get to the but i think they'll i mean i think young people just generally are gonna just see the light a lot quicker anyway um i don't know i don't I, 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 but i think it's 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 a less predictable route to go than just go oh let's do a series of kiddo now just so I, I mean i love the idea that there's like a i love the idea of children's content that's vegan i've always been trying to get into that i've done some things you know i've been writing this puppet thing for uh mm for but it but it wouldn't be it's it's like but it, it can't be as children's content because there's going to be gruesome footage and so it's right. going to be like almost like a subversive thing for kids but is it for kids like there's blood and guts in there right so right it, it's 
I don't know. I, I, I wrestle with that because I love vegan children's books. I've written a couple. I've, I've, I've drawn a couple and I just like, I end up not releasing them or publishing them because I just like, I've even thought of coloring books, all sorts mm. of stuff. But, but then I don't know, man, the stuff with kids is so hard too, because it just seems like all of us were there. All of us were kids going, we don't want to eat that. And all of us went through parents going, no, well, you're going to eat it anyway. Like that mm. was, we all already exactly. Yeah. So aren't kids still going through that? Yeah. 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 You might, you might be, you might be absolutely right. Um, I mean, I think that's the thing really is that the, the pushback when I was a kid was, I just go and, like you said, you just capitulate, don't you and go, okay, that's the, the, but maybe more, more content, um, more messaging, more stories, yeah. more, um, I, I, there was a, there's a thing I watched when I was a kid. Do you ever have words or gummage in America when you were a words or gummage? Words or gummage. Yeah. It was, it was a scarecrow and, um, it was oh. really funny and, um, and I kind of want to base the the character on that, really. Um, but I'm going to kind of sew in. I, I think you know, like Pixar did it really, really cleverly, don't they? Where they have they have a layer of comedy that's for the adults, and they have the story that the, the, the kids can really engage with as well. Yeah, but and I, I mean, think that's they the... do. I, that's like I, I don't know. I have this I have this issue with like Disney does it too, where they have kind of sometimes vegan themes because they mm. make for interesting storytelling. So like. Um, Guardian, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3 had an animal rights, animal testing at least, lab testing theme in it because it is compelling storytelling, not because anyone wanted to actually deliver a message of veganism. And so right. it becomes like, is it, is it, is the message becoming just a tool for storytelling? Does it sink in? How, uh, what effect is it even having? And it's so difficult to me because even documentaries I watch half the time where it's hitting you over mm. the head, they still stop short and are like, well, you know, yeah, animal agriculture is what's causing this, but uh, we'll just stop eating romaine. Like in, I don't know if you've seen Poisons, the new um, documentary on Netflix. I haven't, it, no. And I'm like, I don't know. It kills me that the, the conclusion always stops short so unless a children's book or story actually is like yeah and, and that's why we're kind to animals children you know mm. what i mean like mm. bring it home but yeah i don't know but well then, i haven't written you know like like you say it, it's i'm i'm working on it, it it's it's yeah. bubbling away well if um, anyone could do it you can i think it's uh well, I'll give awesome. it a go. I'll give it a go. Um, I'm excited is, about just writing a story, actually, for yeah. you know, in, in a, a short story like a Salinger type, nice slim thing. JD um, Salinger, you know, a little JD Salinger, you know, <laughs> nothing, little... nothing. <laughs> <laughs> light, a little light reading. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'll just be like, you know, a little J just a little, a little small edition, you know, like JD Salinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you realize Piece of cake. that sounded? I was only meant. I only meant the. the Slimness of the it. volume, not the content. Yeah, you don't want to write a tome. You're not writing Tolstoy. You're writing Salinger. Gotcha. You know, yeah. Salinger is really interesting, actually, because obviously I'm, I'm a massive Beatles fan, and I went then went from there to being a massive Lennon fan, and um, mm. then read about Lennon kind of obsessively, and then read the books and uh, about him and what happened and Mark Chapman, and then read and then found out about Catcher in the Rye, then read Catcher in the Rye, and then Franny must have been like. Well, this is it. Two must have been a couple of years later. I thought, I wonder if he's written anything else. One more. <laughs> well, no, there's, there's maybe 
there's there's Franny and Zuri. There's um, the Death Squalor of the Carpenter's Foot Bridge or whatever it's called. Um, and those I know there's, like, those, yeah, they're like there's a collection short, of short stories, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Franny and Zuri blew my freaking mind. Right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he's prolific. But um, <laughs> great, great, great writer. It's a great writer. <laughs> Brilliant. He's an inspiration for us all. You know, so quiet. I mean, everyone loves J.D. Salinger. How do you not? Uh, Holden Caulfield's one of those characters you just have to check in with every 10 years. It's like, mm. I've read that book probably three times in my life. I'm probably up for another here pretty soon. But because every time you read it, you're like, oh, I missed really. that last time. Yeah. Yeah, I and might it's give short it enough. Though, yeah. Yeah. I I'm reading it, a book it, on how to be Danish at the moment. So maybe uh, how to be Danish, like a, a little, a little. <laughs> No, a little, blunt, not, a, a little a little cake, a little bunt cake, a little yeah, how to be a, a little, cake, yeah, yeah. How to be a pastry? Ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I I think that's brilliant. But you're going to write a story that's going to be a J.D. Salinger type novel about exactly. So you're talking young scarecrow, adult scarecrow story. Mm. You're talking. You're going to be like. I, I'm going to be. I just. I. I think it'll be really beautiful um, if I if I can crack it because because the it, the character itself I, I've already got formulated in in my mind how how he'll be and how he'll act and what he'll say and that kind of stuff. These you could be the next J.K. Rowling. You could be the vegan J.K. Rowling. You know, than the queen of do you know what I I am that stupid. I sat down and went. Do you know what I mean? Nobody ever thought that like wizards and. That lot would ever like do that. Like, maybe I'm onto something with scarecrows. This could be. This could be it. It could be like J.K. Rowling, veganism, scarecrows. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know, do you? And you then really everyone don't. Will stop, stop eating meat, and then it'll be great. People thought that Star Wars was stupid. It was. It, it still made a lot of money. It um, is. Yeah. I st and I still like it. I mean, that's no shade I mean, on Star Wars, but it's stupid, and I like it. It's kind of like, who thought that Fast and Furious was going to come out with 11, 11 installments so far? That's true. Like, that's true. I've done a couple of those. <laughs> you never know. Have you seen Foundation? Yeah. Foundation. Foundation. It's an Apple series. Has anybody seen Foundation? No. I don't have the Apple. Um, I, I tend to not watch very much stuff at the house. Like, I'll... I have that twenty dollar um, a month thing where I can go see a movie at a cinema, and I like okay. that experience. So, I'll, I'm more like current. I don't really watch too much of the. Um, yeah, did I check out? Someone asked me if I checked out. It looks like Vegan Han asked if I checked out the. Um, is Poison worth watching on Netflix? Um, yes, I think because they talk about percentages that are really good for vegans to know about stuff like 49% of chickens in America have arsenic. Um, that's 29% of Purdue chickens have salmonella. 17% of chickens in all on all total have salmonella that they're delivering poison to people's houses via these animals. Meanwhile, why 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 is romaine lettuce poisonous? Freaking so much or spinach? Why are leafy greens keep on getting recalled because they're spraying sewage on them? But this is stuff that I've talked about on the show. It's mm. nice to have it in a nice little place with a bow on it. Um, all these, it's really, what sucks is I watch that shit because I, I do the show every single day and I'm like, yeah, duh. And then because I'm reading about this shit every single day, but I, then someone comes out with this type of documentary. I'm like, okay, perfect. Everyone go watch it. But at the right. end, 
the fucking the at the end the the thesis is make sure your burgers are cooked to 155 degrees everyone and don't eat romaine really go back to sleep america and that's wow it's like you it's <laughs> a it's weird like you, conclusion it's, <laughs> it's exactly the problem yes and it's like it's kind of like I, I really hate that about the documentaries because they never take a stance that's anywhere close to revolutionary and they have evidence that should be sparking a revolution. And mm. what they do is they're like, okay, go back to sleep, everybody. I hope you've had fun watching our little documentary. I'm, I hope you've enjoyed the program. Good night. Mm. That's what they're... And that stuff pisses me off, man. I watched... There was another one a while back about like... Um, social media and their their thesis at the end was like well we should tax the amount of data that facebook and and their and the other ones are allowed to collect on us that's the fucking tax data <laughs> that's your solution like what are you talking about i live in america they're not gonna tax data son what are you even talking about like that's that's what always really just destroys me because it's it's the hegemony who's delivering these documentaries to us. It's the people who have a have a have a vested interest in the status quo who are delivering this. And now I'm ranting, and I'm sorry, Scott, but goddamn, no, it's fine. No, you you crack on. I'm I'm just just sitting back. Just you <laughs> It's one o'clock in England. I don't care. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's almost two. All right. Well, you said you promised. Uh, you teased a Paul McCartney story, and I recently just learned how to play Working Class Hero, which I changed to Working oh, Class Vegan. Oh, that's the first thing. I, that's the first Beatles thing I. Well, I know it's not Beatles; it's Lennon, but that's the first thing I ever learned. And I think it's I a it as well. Plastic Ono, right? Yeah, yeah. Great album. Yeah. It's Isolation what? is Isolation is an amazing song. So, uh, check out this shirt right here. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah, I saw this. Ah, yeah, so that was inspired from the yeah, and you can it's play it. Inspired from it. the John Lennon, yeah. So I played it on on air. Uh, I played it after after the show. Sometimes I'll play a song, and um, I really enjoyed learning that. It's such an easy song to play, and a lot of those, um, a lot of those early Lennon solo ones really are because you'd have to be because you had Ono in the back going. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, love her. She was amazing. She's a great artist She's, as well. She is one time. Okay, so I used to go to this place in Vegas, right? So, all right, I'm gonna tell a quick Vegas story before you tell your your Paul McCartney story. Okay? Oh my, it's not great. <laughs> go on, my my story isn't that great. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's man. a good segue into something that's cool though. But you carry on. All right, so. I'm in Las Vegas. There's this place called the Vesper Bar, and it's open 24 hours, and they they have really good craft cocktail people on graveyard shift there. But when you go, it's a, it's in it's, it was in Cosmopolitan back when back in the glory days of Cosmopolitan. And I would I worked at MGM Grand, and I'd be also I'd be in my suit, and I would walk into this bar. I'd drive down like a block away, and I'd go into this bar, and then I would sit there and drink for like four hours, and it was like super classy but also very much like a lot of prostitutes and a lot of just like crazy late night las vegas stuff happening like mm. um all the magicians and musicians and people from the shows they all come out and drink there because it was like a really nice bar with very seedy shit going on but it was open 24 7 and so you got like this really crazy and around us were these like columns that were were 
they're, they're columns that are almost like LED columns, sort of. And every once in a while, they, they would, well, they move all the time. They're always moving, and they, they've got all these different designs and stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty epic. And then they would, all of a sudden, you'd, it would come down, and you would have this incredible, like, art experience while you're in this bar. And it was designed by uh, Yoko Ono uh, and Whoa. as a tribute to John Lennon. And, of course, there's a little Imagine in there, but that was before the pandemic, so it was before someone ruined that song. And um, <laughs> That sounds wild. It was why it was such an incredible time. I spent a lot of time at that bar. The bartenders knew me. We ended up going to like, yeah, Th- that was like the type of place where I'd be trashed, and we'd be like, "Hey, uh, you want to go buy some swim trunks and go to the day clubs? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it." And like, <laughs> go to the day club, and I'm like in my suit and like changing in the and going into the day clubs. It was pretty cool. Um. But not as cool as knowing Paul McCartney. Tell me about Paul McCartney. I, I don't know McCartney. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, what is is um, the Vegetarian Society have like been mega supportive of of kiddo and and everything else. And I'm really good friends with Richard, um, that's mm. the CEO there. Um, and I did um, I set up uh, World Pig Week uh, this year. Um, yeah, World Pig Week. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was really good, and I, I'm really, really happy with that. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be doing it every year and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. Anyway, Richard came back to me recently and said, you know that idea, of, you know, that thing, World Pig Week? And yeah, yeah, he said, well, we're thinking at the Vegetarian Society of doing more weeks for more animals, but with a twist. So the idea being that if the farming Farmers Association or whatever – uh, organization in the uk launches a campaign to sell more lamb for example they're yeah. going to do like a counter campaign saying stop don't do that don't eat lamb um but in a nice way so they've asked me to do the branding for anything else and it's called um love lambs week so love, not love lambs lamb. week yeah not love lamb week because and the, the, it's quite subtle obviously because if you love lamb then it's food um or meat love lambs oh, love death. individuals love lambs is yeah yeah exactly um so um uh, paul mccartney is the uh patron of the vegetarian society and um i've done this uh, little campaign for them um and the main line is um all you need is love and you is e w e so all you need is love and I'm hoping that Paul McCartney sees this and, and shares and everything else. So in some very subtle way, I've managed to touch his knees. Interesting. Mm. It's I, not I as like... great story as your columns and the magicians and the musicians. <laughs> and the prostitutes, don't forget. The high-end, I didn't the high-end want to prostitutes. <laughs> magicians um, and musicians as well. You could like After a few drinks, that's hard to even say. So. No, it's funny because I said magicians because I remember a time someone coming in and being like, hey, will you buy me a drink? And then a bunch of cards fell out of his mouth. And then he was like, he did a whole thing where he's doing a bunch of magic tricks. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like a fat, you know, fast talker. It was like always something like that. Someone would come up and do. Yeah, bet. Just... I bet it's really surreal. Sometimes late nights in Vegas are very surreal. Yeah. yeah. Mm, someone I, said, like did you, do, you drove a block? And I'm like, yeah. Someone <laughs> A block in Las Vegas is very different from a block that you're thinking. It's like, it's resort to resort. 
and you have to bring your car or you're not you, you don't want to walk at that hour right. down Las Vegas Got Boulevard um, yeah so yeah and and you want to drive home of course trashed is the uh, next, the next thing. That's, that's what you should be judging me for is how did you get home after you sat there for that many hours drinking and why that's the judgment yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the part that i that's the only part that i regret really mm. um luckily always always i was always lucky though lucky and careful and lucky you know what i mean because she's so tall there is something to be said about you know body mass and how much you're able to drink it's true um it always cracks me up when people in movies they always have like the 90 pound woman out drinking drinking like the klingon you know like, it's always something to, to show how tough she is in the movie it's yeah, like yeah. first of all being able to drink a lot does not make you tough <laughs> second if you're this size and that person's that size it's a mathematical equation now you cannot yeah, yeah. out drink that person <laughs> It's very <laughs> stupid. They always, it's, it's like a dumb, they did it Indiana Jones. They always do that where like the, the, the woman's like slamming drinks and the, and the big buff guy like falls over and vomits or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so you, you and Paul McCartney are hanging out now and you're going to do Definitely. the uh, Love Lamb uh, week, which I think is a uh, vegetarian society is always a little hard for me to stomach because uh, as a, diehard abolitionist vegan it's a little well this is the thing and they're going through um, a, 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 a kind of a soul searching thing themselves because i mean they've been going since like 1800 and frozen yeah. to death anyway they've been going for a really long time um and they know they what they don't want to do and i want to speak on behalf of the vegetarian society because i'm i i, I can't but right. they, don't, <laughs> they don't want to alienate the vegetarians in in the organization because there are as many vegans in the organization too um mm. and and i think even the, even uh what they call themselves um i mean gandhi was one of their patrons and bernard shaw was one of their uh, patrons yeah. you know this you know they're a, they're an incredible organization and they shouldn't um we wouldn't want them to be kind of sabotaged by their own uh name um but i do know what you're saying um uh, very much so um especially now i know a lot more about you know the the dairy industry and and um and uh, everything else that's associated with being a vegetarian um yeah but anyway that what they're doing is i think is really good i think it's a great idea i think countering um a pro eating lamb uh campaign with a you know love them instead and, and all that kind of stuff is a is a great idea and they've got a lot of following you know i've got a lot of following they've got lots of people that um they you know engage with them so it, they must be pushing lambs a lot right now because like okay so um something that i do i watch a lot of uh farm propaganda like i watch right. their their when i, I want to they're going to show you the nicest version and it's still fucking heinous it's it's like the it's yeah. still horrible like yeah yeah, yeah. still they're like and and so it was all about lamb growing lambs I, I watched one today it was about um you know lamb production processing lambs on the farm or something and they're talking about the feed and the machines that they use and it it's insane the machine the robots that they're using to process lambs now where they're the machines are not they're not even humans around 
they're, they're they, it looks like the matrix like robots grabbing them pulling them up an act uh, uh two circular blades come in ch chop Eesh. them in half one part goes that the other part goes there the head pops off on a hook that's placed surreptitiously at the top it's unbelievable and they're like this is modern halal and i'm going what the how is this and it's um shocking it, i mean it's just as shocking to me watching it the stuff that they put out we don't need mm. to get the secret footage anymore they put out their own it's at, at yeah, the bottom yeah, yeah. it's like like and subscribe <laughs> seriously are you joking yeah. about i bet you're not either yeah yeah i'm not no, joking no, at no, all yeah yeah and, and and it seems like a lot of that lamb a lot of it's lamb footage right now and because i've been i've been i've been watching that stuff pretty regularly like for the last couple of years and um lately my feed is full of lambs um pro lamb slaughter stuff and so maybe they are actually pushing that stuff so maybe it's important that, that we're pushing back on that well one thing. you know what i i didn't i i was so pleased they were doing what they were doing i haven't even asked them why they've chose lambs i think there must be a campaign on the on the horizon that they want to latch on to <clears throat> um because once you actually when you see it for what it is the the absurdity of a campaign to sell more of, of it's just it's 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 mind-blowing so I think I think that needs to be seen that way, you know. Um, yes. And I think what what they're what they're doing is a really good idea, um, and they're going to do it with all lots of other animals too, um, you know. Because there's lots of campaigns and you know excitement over like you know the shoot during certain seasons and and, mm. and all that kind of stuff and hunting or whatever. Um, so yeah, they're gonna that's that's their that's their thing, their shtick at the moment, which is brilliant. I think it's really really good that they're doing it. Um, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going over to see them on on Thursday. Oh, what day is it? It's Wednesday now, isn't it? On Thursday, I'm going to go and um, meet them all because they've relocated in the, in a in a nice new place in the centre of of Manchester. They've moved from Altrincham, which is their old place, and they've got a new gaff now. So Chris I love and that I are going to go. The Vegetarian Society even has offices. I'd like. <laughs> it just seems like it'd be. Well, yeah, I mean, the, Altrincham is is like in like the footballers' um, part of of um, Manchester, where all the all the wealthy footballers live. Um, so oh. it's in a really affluent part of the of the of the city. Um, but what when I when I first met Richard properly for the first, I think it was the first time um, with John, um, and there was this huge manor house with loads of ground, and there was nobody there except for them because everybody was working from home because of COVID. Um, and I think when they were able to come back, they were like, I don't really want to go back, to be honest with you. Because um, they've, you know, they're, work they're, remotely. They're, well, yeah, because it makes more sense, really, for the environment as well. And um, yeah. but there was they they so they've I think they're, they're getting rid of that. And then they're, they're moving into the middle um, where the people can get to it quickly and easily and hot desk it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that they're an exciting. I love that organization. I always have done. I, I, but I know, I know the. Is it the dichotomy that you would you would have over over vegetarians? It's well, it's a dilemma for me because I'm always thinking about how when I first went vegan and people didn't know what it was, I'd say, okay, well, strict. I'm like a strict vegetarian, right? Um, to try to explain to people what a vegan is, and of course, vegetarian now is just to me a diet, and veganism is more of like a philosophy and a social movement, and that's yeah. something that. That's something that's hard about veganism because it's a philosophy and a social movement, which are two things that vegetarianism is not. And that gets me 
it, it, right. it causes a lot of trouble within veganism because vegans might be for the philosophy and not for the social movement or for the social movement and don't care about the philosophy or, you know, all around right. we, we jerk each other off and, and all hope for the best, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I did say to him at one point, you know, very naively <clears throat> that maybe we should stop calling ourselves vegans and just call ourselves vegetarians because essentially all we eat is vegetables and, and scrub out the word veganism and then just call whatever people that eat. And then, and then if you have dairy, you're a carnivore as you know what I mean? So it's like, it's yeah, those two, there's those two things. It's one or the other. You can't be a bit. You can't. The, the blurs. The line shouldn't be blurred. I they think are. that's how it was originally. But then people go, "Are eggs okay?" And it's like, yeah, yeah. It, the answer is no. That's yeah. it's, is a, is an egg a fucking vegetable? Then then you're not vegetarian. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's that's how I, I feel. That's how I felt for ages. Uh, no one seems to be on my side except for you, Scott. So if you're able to, <laughs> two we of got us. two. There's two of us. <laughs> but I now, yeah, but... <laughs> just it seems really like I did this really shit drawing for him, and I went, "We're all vegetarians, aren't we? Because we just eat yeah. vegetables. And if you if you have dairy and eggs, you're not a vegetarian because you're not you're eating other than you're not. You're a carnivore, and yep. that's it. You're a carny. There's, two. There's just two. There's not, yeah. se- but I think veg- didn't veganism come along because as a as a reaction to the fact people started to say, oh, ve- you can still be a vegetarian and have milk and the like. Yeah, well, that I think I think it was that, and also and that yeah, that the philosophy of veganism saying that animals are occupy the same moral status as a human is yep. a pretty big one, and that mm-hmm. we aren't going to exploit them. And I think that makes but then, a lot... But if you, if you look at the... Sorry sorry to interrupt you, because I'll forget otherwise. It, looking at the old books and, and what the, the likes of Gandhi was writing about vegetarianism at the time, back in the 18-whatever-as-it-was, that's mm-hmm. what they were saying. Bernard Shaw, too. You, you mentioned Bernard mm-hmm. Shaw. He, yeah, he yeah. was. You read him, it sounds like early vegan philosophy is what it sounds right. like. Right. And... Um, one of my favorite poets. I read. I read one of his poems in at my mom's funeral. He's always been one of my favorites, and he uh, he was in my eyes vegan. But who the hell knows? It's not like people kept records of what they ate. But the way he talked about it sounds like mm. sounds like veganism. You know, mm. I feel like in '44 when people started using the word veganism, they were trying to like kind of really hammer down what was right. what. And it right. causes it's, it causes problems today because of that, right? Um, mm. yeah, yeah, true. Uh, someone asked who the lady uh, Jigger asked who who's the lady. It's so hard not to abuse animals. I added that part. That was my one contribution to uh, Scott's theme song. Who is? Uh, it's from an interview that I did with Caprice Bellflower, a Parisian burlesque dancer who is also a vegan activist, a PETA vegan activist. She's pretty badass um if you look up caprice bellflower on my channel you'll see my interview with her she's a great activist and she said that in such a way i thought it was a perfect way to introduce the song it's so hard not to not to abuse animals that was pretty good (laughs) a parisian saying anything usually sounds pretty cool (laughs) if it's in english (laughs) they're speaking english their accent does a lot for me um 
what can we um, expect coming up, man? Because uh, we got Jetta coming out. When? To, give me, give me some. What's the oh. alpha? What's the alpha on Kitten Pyramid? Where can everybody find you and keep up with all the crazy shit you got coming down the pipe? Well, I'm filming the uh, music video on uh, Saturday. Um, For the single. On a, What's the single called? The single's called Free, um, and it's about um, me climbing a, a four-story building and scaling the roof and um, nearly falling off because an eagle swooped down on me. So I thought um, I'll film um, some belly dancers on top of a rooftop in Sheffield <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and just see where I where I go from there. Um, so the, that, the single will be out in November, I believe, um, and then the album's coming out in January. So, so coming up, um, the single in November, we can look for it. And people should follow Kitten Period on Kit. Kit people should follow Kitten Pyramid <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the best place to go, really, because that's got all the interviews with everybody I, during my kiddo journey when speaking to vegetarians and vegans and MPs and scientists and all that kind of stuff, which I'm I'm really happy with. And, and the um, Manchester Pig Save as well, because that was my first experience of going to a, a slaughterhouse, and that's where I met um, Grumpy Vegan Granddad um and um yeah but then there's music videos on there as well and there's the film the films of all the things that i've got on there if people simply shared that film out um that would be that would be yeah i'd be really happy with that because i think it does lure you in and it's not obvious what it's about until you watch it and then hoping the lowest hanging fruit the people that are on the fence thinking do you know what maybe it's not the right thing to do we'll watch it and go ah Okay, so what you're saying is, I want to give away the premise of the story, but the, I, I think I'm hoping the light switch will, you know, be pressed. Kitten Pyramid is a, also just bloody good. It's it's scary. It's a it's like conceived as a horror film that has a mm-hmm. vegan message. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great vehicle. To it's got great music, of course. A couple couple bangers in there that I, I'll never forget. The fucking idiot song is my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. I like that a lot. We're all um, fucking idiots. We're all fucking idiots. Uh, that a link to Scott's uh, uh, is on, on, in all of my videos, all my live shows. There's a link to Scott's to Kitten Pyramid in the show notes because there's a part that says uh, the theme song is done by Kitten Pyramid. So there's always a link there. So you can just go to the show notes of any of the videos on this channel and find Scott. And please share Kiddo and look out for November. Mm-hmm. And subscribe so that you can get in November, you can get the um, get the, the, get the free, single. Free, free single, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it, the, yeah the sound of it is a real departure from what I normally do as well. It's quite, really? quite dance, dance music-y. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's unusual. Um, is it the one that you shared on on our on our? I've, I've shared so much crap. I, I don't know. Probably. No, no. Uh, the other thing that we're always working on, uh, like kind of a long, a slow burn, is um, is K Town, which is mm. Kindness Town. That Scott has already completed one of the songs for that. We're working with Jess McKay for the puppet um, short about feather industry, kind of. Um, mm. It is called Kindness Town, and Scott's working on that too. So we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, how's he getting on with that? I, I, I want to see this stuff. Oh, I the, keep seeing the, animations of the, of the of the characters, which look. Really you've cool. seen the animations, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're ace. I've seen the puppets are almost complete. See, it's hard because you know he he does puppetry for a living, so he's like mm. making the puppets in whatever time he has between actual paying gigs. 
because um, he did this incredible. He did two other puppets that were out of this world, but he has I think three that are like this close to finish. Amazing. And so I'm hoping, and and uh, we're trying to tie another thing in, so we'll be able to try to use the puppets as like a like a prequel kind of thing. Um, so we're still looking. We're a couple months out, but uh, it's the the puppets look great. Of course, I mean he's a master builder. Yeah. Me neither. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, we need a vegan art group, says J- V. Jokic. Yeah, I mean, that's great way, I, yeah, that's what that's what that's why I did a channel so we can all meet each other and uh, and build build uh, build community. Here it is. Here it is. This is it. You got it. This is it, buddy. Yeah, please join the Patreon. Um, <laughs> You're right, but he's right, though. I mean, I, I think I'd like to meet more vegan artists and musicians and filmmakers um, because I think it's. I'm, the person that I probably have, other than yourself, obviously, um, the um, Joanna from uh, that had uh, got has got Picasso over in South Africa. I felt like mm. a real connection with her because she's all the way over in South Africa doing these amazing things with with her her glorious pig Picasso, um, and, and continues to do it. And but I'd love to meet more people like that that are, that are doing cool stuff because there's always a way I can weave what they're doing into what I'm doing to 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 you know increase the the noise level um, creatively. So if any of you are out there that want to you know the vegan art group is a great idea. I think that's be, be cool just to you know see what people are coming up with. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, the more we have that type of thing going. I, I mean, I'm interviewing someone <laughs> on Friday named. Um, uh, Shablam Islam, and she is the spokesperson for VKind, which is an app that's bringing together like the veg economy. And the idea would be, let's say you need a comp, you need a chiropractor, something I don't know. So you need you need a, uh, a yeah 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 auto mechanic, and you want to go there first because you'll find vegans who are your auto mechanics and build the veg economy. That's too. very I cool. love that. I do. That's a so great. Why idea. couldn't we do that with art? Like that seems yeah, similar yeah. to me yeah yeah um, exactly and some have gravitated towards me because of the film um which is which is really exciting um but there can always be more and that's the other thing as well is you know a lot of the you know i say i've, I've got this choir and i've got this horn you know they, they're not going to be many vegans in there are there i mean i mean yeah. what how do you feel about that i, I don't know how i, I feel am, about that well i i feel of two minds about it i think that it depends on how many vegans you do have so i have this theory <laughs> that has been backed up by some, by Justin who did deep, who does debug your brain. Um, I, my theory, which was backed up by his research, <laughs> I didn't do the mm. research, but he backed up a theory that he, that, that I already had, but it was a, um, the idea being that if you've got three vegans working on a project and you need a guitar player and you hire that guitar player, you work with that guitar player who isn't vegan, the chances of that person becoming vegan by the time that's over you, because you, you outweigh them. Really likely. Yeah. Yeah. But if you come in as the guitar player, who's the vegan with three carnies, mm that's where i think we lose and so to me it's kind of like it's it's a game of numbers when you're talking about who am i going to work with i don't like working with people who aren't vegans Mm. i i do it begrudgingly i do it reluctantly i don't like it i i don't like being the only vegan at an office building or some shit you know um it just sucks because i 
sorry I, i'm in a whatsapp group with my with my band and i said look i really want to do festivals next year and there's this one called vegan camp out which is at like thirteen thousand people there i'd love to go there and meet everyone and network every, everyone and, and talk it through um and the drummer said oh i won't be able to have any sausages then and um and i thought yeah, well, okay that shit that like. here, we, here we go that's cool um and then the bass player said you know actually there's some really nice plant-based options and kind of just started to integrate in and it did, and i think you're right i think that's the thing is i know you're very much like carnies can go fuck themselves and i i know I, i'm in my heart i totally agree with you um but at the same well, time if they, they i was converted and i think you know with enough and I'm not saying everyone has to be like me, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I, I say give it 16 years. Go, go. Like, I've been vegan 19 years, man. Like, I'm fucking over carnies. I've lost too <laughs> many friends. I'm just yeah. like, I am so happy that I'm in the point where it's like, I... I don't always have the luxury, right? And as... as right. not None of us always have the luxury to not have anything to do with carnies. But now I feel like it's getting so much better, dude. Like yeah, yeah. doing this channel, I met you. I met so many people through this channel and doing mm. this. Like it's improved my life because I don't really want much to do with them. I'm thinking about taking a job right now where probably most people are going to be carnies. And I know what's going to suck is when they have their company picnic. What's going to happen, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I hate having those even those thoughts even in the beginning because I know 20 years ago me or 18 years ago me I would have been like well you know I live in a carny world it's okay I have to be the one who makes accommodations I gotta be the nice one I'm not one of those vegans da 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 mm. I'm not one of those extreme but dude I was always an extremist it always pissed me off that I had to accommodate everybody else mm. or dude when yeah. I was in acting when I was doing Shakespeare you know, I, I don't know if you've done any stage, you've done a lot of, uh, you've probably done stage work of some kind or, or like, well, you did film. So you're, there's a lot of waiting around at some point, right? Where like yeah, yeah, you're rehearsing yeah. and you're just like, fucking, you're just like waiting around. So every single time that happens, somebody orders like 10 pizzas and you're like, okay, great. Thank you. Or the whatever, the 10 of something, right? For everybody. And you're like, can I have one that's a vegan one, please? Like sniveling bastard, like begging. Can I have one that's vegan? Okay, stupid vegan. And then they get it, right? And then yours, you have one slice and it's gone. Everyone else fucking eats it. And you're like, you carny bastards. You all had something to say and you all ate my vegan food. And now I got nothing. It's like... And that when we did all the, the time. When we did the uh the, the shoot for for Kiddo, um yeah. Lewis, the producer, obviously went to great lengths to give a, like a really nice uh vegan uh, option for lunch every day. And the comments that came from it were like, This food's fucking beautiful. Is this mm -hmm. vegan? Like and it was just like because there was a lot of crew in there that weren't weren't vegan, weren't vegetarian. No, and they probably would just... talk shit the second until they ate it and then they and they gobble it all up. Yeah, and all yeah, the real vegans yeah. don't get to eat anymore. <laughs> I think that's the thing is if you just try it, it's you, you, you realize how, how daft it is to, to do anything other than that. But, you know, we all know this. It's, this, is not, uh, this is not news for anybody. <laughs> well, it's a, lot like, it's a lot like racism, right? It's like yeah, it yeah. seems it's so stupid. Mm. And it's yeah. only people who are closed-minded who have never questioned authority or any of the things they've been told. And then... Mm -hmm. What do you know? And then and then they have a black friend and everything's cool. Guess I oh well this yeah, one's yeah. nice. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yep. This is the racism next.
then back to Scarecrow and back to veganism. I love it. I love Scarecrows. I've always been scared shitless of Scarecrows. I've always you found said, them yeah, yeah. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. They are yeah, terrifying. So. You should watch some old Wurzel shows. They're, they are terrifying in parts. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, Roald Dahl, not J.D. Salinger. I want to be the next Roald Dahl. I think that's going to be my, my next thing. That's a good Roald Dahl. I remember... Damn, he wrote that? little books as well. He wrote little books. He wrote a lot of those books where they were all... Um, they're pretty sinister, pretty uh, dark for kids, but mm. kids ate kids them love up. Them. They love yeah, them. Yeah. Kids loved. Uh, you know, I studied German in college. I had a, I double majored in English and German. And um, one of the things you do is like um, one of the things if you're studying German is uh, read all of the grim fairy tales in German. That's just something that like because you're part of a small group of people who have right, right. and it is shocking. <laughs> it's like. People read this shit to their kids, like yeah, yeah. Well, all, all of the fairy tales have got some kind of sinister message to them, like Pinocchio or Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel, for God's sakes! I mean, it's, it's oh, yeah. cannibalism, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and the way they describe it is not PG thirteen. It's not like there's no, it's no. not suggestive. You know, like mm. Rumpelstiltskin, we all know, like be his in the in the in the Rumpelstiltskin in the fairy tale, he. He does stomp himself into the into the ground, but then his leg is stuck, so he pulls his leg and rips himself in half. <laughs> that's the uh, that's actually how he ends up. Amazing and, and yeah, Some it's great uh, right a lot of that type of stuff. A lot of axes and heads and things. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. I also dislike when people with open mouth in in the UK. There are a lot of people who eat like that. Yeah. It's true. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate you coming by and telling oh, us about no, Jetta. I can't wait to hear the album. I'm really excited about it. But you also Thank have you. how many albums already that people can listen to? Um, there's three. Three online right now there's you can get Uh-oh, through. There's Koozie and there's Kiddo. There's three. The, Jed is the fourth. <clears throat> so, yeah, and they're all, they're all on um, Spotify and also on SoundCloud as well um, for free to listen to as well. Go there. And they're on YouTube Music. I, I, I listen to them on YouTube Music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Well, you don't like YouTube music? Oh, I don't know. I don't really have. I don't know actually. Well, I don't have. YouTube Spotify, do this weird so... thing where you, when you when you upload a a, um, a track, it just kind of puts it up there and it just like sits on its own and doesn't. I don't really know how it gets, oh. it gets there. So yes, SoundCloud is the one for me. I think I love SoundCloud because you can SoundCloud's comment on the, on the track and give it some love. Yeah. So please, yeah, go listen to the music. Uh, Kitten Pyramid is the name of the band. Oh, Link is Easy in the show time. notes. Listen to the other albums. Apparently, the new one is a d- departure, but the other albums are fantastic. I like Kiddo a lot. And if you haven't seen Kiddo, for, for, you're doing yourself a disservice. Please take the 20 minutes and watch Kiddo. It's a really good short film that you will share enjoy, it. I promise. Please and share, share it. it. Mm. Don't forget to share it. Don't forget to share it, you VFFs, you beautiful goddamn vegans. Bye, everybody. Here's the theme song. the microphone. Hi. It's uh, that's all it's from Sky. <laughs> it's time for the ASMR segment of the video. It's so Bye. hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans.
All right. So thank you, everybody. Um, don't forget, tomorrow we have the pre-shift, 8 a.m. I hope you'll join us then. And uh, Thursday, tomorrow's – wait, what day is today? Today's Tuesday. Tomorrow we have Jess McKay. Thursday, we have David C. Arenas to come on and talk about vegan purism. I can't wait for that. And on Friday, we have Islam and uh, Shabnam Islam from VKind. I hope you'll join us for all of those. We've got a lot of really great guests this week. Thanks, everybody. Illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Goodbye.